0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to the Michael Calderon Show. We're so glad you could join us Friday, July 12, 2019. And uh, if you're tuning in from the eastern part of the United States, then it is 4 p.m. And we want to thank you once again for tuning in. We have a great show today. We have our special guest. Vanessa Reyes. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Vanessa before we bring her on. Uh, she's a published journalist who has written for publications such as the Miami Herald and the Sun Sentinel. After taking an almost 10-year hiatus to raise her two children and a subsequent divorce, she started her website, Single Moms Starting Over. And if you want to visit that website, it is www.singlemomstartingover.com. So join us as we talk about her career and her embarking on a new journey of transformation, redefining herself as she returns to the mainstream and continues with her passion of journalism and writing. She has committed herself to sharing her experience, strength, and hope with others who are facing similar challenges. So without further ado, we're going to bring on Vanessa. Vanessa. Vanessa, how are you this afternoon?
2: I'm good. Do you hear me?
1: Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear.
2: Oh, great, great. I'm so happy for. You. Thanks, Michael. I'm happy to be on. Happy to be here. Thank yes. you so much.
1: Yes, and thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show. Um, and uh, you know, there's so many so many things I want to talk to you about. We are getting a little feedback, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a speaker on in the background, maybe you could lower that. Um,
2: um I have my volume maybe a little too high. Do you think that could be it? Okay. You can't lowering it.
1: Yeah, possibly. All right. That sounds better. And it's better. um Yeah. And uh before we begin, I do want to mention a an event that's coming up. It's Yoga and Dance, hosted by the Yoga Brides and I Do Dance Florida. And that's going to be coming up Sunday, July 21st, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that's going to be at the Orange Brook Golf and Country Club at 400 Entrada Drive in Hollywood, Florida. And um, this event was designed for brides and their friends. We know that wedding planning can be stressful and overwhelming, so we planned out a day of wellness packed with dancing, yoga, food, and wedding vendors to relieve the stress and create lasting memories with those that are closest to you. So you can, uh, if you're interested, you can buy tickets. Um, Go on to the Instagram page of the Yoga Brides, and you can get more information. Um, Laura, who uh, who runs the Yoga Brides, she may be calling in later to tell us more about the event but uh but let's switch now back to back to Vanessa and uh and to talk about her background uh, as well as um you know what she's looking to do now that she's back so you know first of all I got to say it's a little ironic here I am um talking about an event coming up for brides <laughs> and you are and you are re-entering the mainstream, so to speak, um, yeah. having gone through a divorce. Yeah. And, uh,
2: <laughs> that is you know, funny. So,
1: you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's the irony of life.
2: It is. And the starting over part doesn't just, it goes for anything in life. I think it's starting over in a relationship, marriage, or it's starting over in a world, you know, changing fields. I mean, I think it's relevant to anybody and of any age, so it's something people can relate to
1: right absolutely so uh vanessa let's let's talk about let's talk about your background and okay. uh, and you grew up where
2: I grew up in miami Florida, south Florida uh, I was born in Peru, so I come from a peruvian family um, I went to college uh to study print journalism, that's always been what I wanted to do. I always knew that's what I, I loved is writing and photography and everything that came along with creating. Um, so I, I, I always knew early on that that's what I wanted. But I grew up in Miami. This is my, my home. I moved around a little bit, but this is where I call home. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: And um, did you know that you always wanted to go into journalism?
2: I did, I did. I, I don't know if it had to do with my dad. My dad has a magazine, a uh, Peruvian magazine. He's always had it. Now it's gone online onto Facebook, and he's always loved writing. I'm guessing that's where I got it. Uh, so he's always had to, you know, had jobs here and there that it didn't allow him to really do the writing as a source of income necessarily. But he just loved to do it, okay. and I think that's where I picked that up. So I always knew that was my major in college. Uh, and I went on to do quite a few internships while I was in college. And then uh, I ended up working in the Herald and then the Sun Sentinel and then Forum Publishing. So uh, I've been around for a little bit until I was ready when I had my kids. When I had my kids, then I turned all over to another journey.
1: Right, right. And, yeah. and tell, us about, tell us about your first job in journalism.
2: My first job in journalism, I would probably say it was actually an internship, but it felt like a job. It was at the Herald. Uh, it was in, they have a section called the neighbor section, so I used to write for them quite frequently. And that was exciting. That was going on location, meeting the people, talking to different kinds of people, taking the picture a lot of times for the stories. Uh, and so I think that was my first taste of like a job, job, journalism job. And I loved it. I loved it. It's funny. It's, talk about irony. I actually reconnected with a friend from that, from the Miami Herald, the neighbor section. She's the one who prompted me and encouraged me to start the website. So thanks to her, I'm actually, I was able to start this website and get back into writing again. Because she actually went on to do her own website. That went really well for her. It took her about five, six years to actually make money with her, with her blog, with her website. And uh, I hadn't talked to her in, I think, about 15, 20 years. It was a long time. Wow. Yeah, and during the divorce, I was starting to reach out to people uh, because I knew I wanted to get back into the workforce. And it's been so long with such a gap. It's a little scary, you know, to start over and anything can be scary. So um, sure. she helped me a lot. She helped me a lot. She was from that first job uh, at the Herald.
1: Okay. And um, you were you were in journalism for how long before, before you kind of left?
2: About 11 years.
1: That's a yeah. long time.
2: Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time. And I missed it. I missed a lot of it. I think once, of course, not everybody, Most, a lot of people have to uh, stay working. I was blessed that I was able to have the choice of staying home with the kids or not, because I know it's not a choice a lot of people have. But during that process of being home with the kids, I lost a bit of myself. I realized after the fact, you know, I've lost that ambitious newspaper girl that once was. And so I was kind of reconnecting with her um, since then. I've been reconnecting with that girl. Uh and I miss that girl I miss that girl, I miss that time of being able to right. talk to people like you people, talk to people like you, people and everyday people, people are meeting through the blog and so it's been a blessing and that's a would little you say that-, that come out of divorce sometimes you know, you find right, you find right, right. yeah right.
1: would you say that, that you were a bit of a of an adrenaline junkie you know, chasing the story
2: well, I don't I never really thought about myself in that way. I do like excitement. (laughs) I mean, I do like excitement. I think it's I think and everybody's excitement is different. You know, some people it may be bungee jumping or something like that. Or for me it was the meeting, who am I gonna meet today? Who am I what am I gonna learn today? You know what what's gonna happen today? And that still goes on today. I mean, even till till now, every day brings something new. Some days are better than others. But I guess in a way I am, but I never really thought of it that way. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, you know, there is, whether, you know, whether you're in media or a first responder, you know, media, media professionals, I, I, I kind of put them together in the same category as first responders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because they're on the road, they're, re, they're responding to the same stories. Right. But, but their their role is different. So right. you know, there there is that adrenaline that people kind of get hooked to, whether you know, whether they're conscious about it or not. There's certainly yeah. there's certainly a certain you know, adrenaline rush to it.
2: Yeah, I never um, thought of it that way, but you're you're right. Yeah. You're right. There's that excitement factor.
1: Yeah, exactly. And,
2: sure. Yeah, and, and,
1: and
2: there's also,
1: the yeah, and there's also yeah, and there's also um a a bond that occurs between you and your coworkers. And it's a bond mm-hmm. that that people that are not in that type of setting have no clue about. But it's the same bond that police and firefighters feel, nurses, you know, other some other professionals that are in high-intense, high-stress situations. Yeah. Um, so so there's also, I imagine, transitioning, when you were transitioning away from media mm-hmm. to focus on your family, I imagine that you you may have even had, and maybe you weren't aware of it, but maybe you even had a period of mourning because it was a loss.
2: Yes, I think... I think you're right. Well, I had, when I had my first son, um, he's nine now, uh, I had bad postpartum depression. So I think a lot of moms out there can, can relate to that. And that's a whole, I mean, it's a whole mess of emotions, you know, it's, uh, yeah, not having your own life, but now your whole life is about this little one and very demanding little one, you know, um, it's hard. It's hard. The transition can be really hard and affect some people more than others, but, um, Yes, there's a period. I think there is a period of mourning. It's just at the end of a chapter of your life and uh, starting a new one. So, and that right. can be that can be tough.
1: Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And um, and you you were married for how
2: long? I was married for ten years. For ten years That's I was married. Point. I was with him for about twelve. We just divorced late last year in this uh, August. So. It's relatively recent it's relatively recent that everything's been going on uh, and that this whole transition started. so I'm thankful though I'm thankful for for what's happened. you know, I feel like a lot of times it's hard for people to leave, whether it's a relationship or a job, because they're scared and it's scary to try something new yeah. it's scary to go into a new life, but if you're not happy in with what you're doing do you really want to see yourself living that life for the next 10 years, 15 years, when there could be something way better waiting for you out there? You know,
0: right. if you take a step. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's, it's, right. But it's and, scary. That's the, one of the things I wanted to touch on with the with the website too, Is is are those things because I know I'm not the only one who's been through this. This is something that's happened to so many people. Right. And, and not only that, living. but
1: yeah, and not only that, but, you know, 10 years is a significant amount of time.
2: Mhm. Yeah, and two, especially, kids. and two kids. Yeah. Honestly, it would have been easy to walk away had the kids not been there. I think it, for me it would have been easy to, to walk away. and But with children, it gets a little more tricky. You have to be in absolutely. contact with that other person. And ideally be, you know, civil and well with that person because of the kids. You know, it's uh, it's in right. the best interest for the children to be in, in good standing with the ex partner. Right,
1: right, especially because yeah. you're kind of you're kind of stuck with each other. Absolutely. You know, because you have two
2: children. <laughs> yeah, you divorce the person, you don't divorce the children, and so we're exactly. both. L- luckily, they have both very attentive. They have very attentive parents, mom and dad. So we're both in the picture. We see them all the time and we find a way to work it out so that the kids get right. what they need.
1: Right. And yeah. what would you say, um, because we can't, we can't say that um, your, your work impacted your marriage because you, you stopped yeah. working. Yeah. So if if yeah. you had to summarize it, what, what would you say? Kind of um, brought you guys to the crossroads. Okay.
2: Uh, I think it was in our case. It was a drastic change. I think we both changed drastically. We didn't change together. Right. And uh, you know, at the end, I don't think we liked who the other person was necessarily, who the person we are today, because people are different from when they're 20 to when they're 30 to when they're 40. Yes. People go. People evolve. And. Uh, yeah yeah I don't think that love was there that admiration was there anymore at the end, so we just decided to go our separate ways i I knew I wasn't happy, and growing up in a home where parents my parents were not happy, I always promised myself that my kids what I would want for them is for them to be in a happy environment, whether that meant right. a short uh, difficult time as far you know as far as the separation goes the actual separation process. But I always wanted them to be happy in the long run. And now they see mommy happy and they see daddy calmer and happier. So I think that's best for them. And we're both involved in their life. I think a lot of times what um, affects children in divorce cases is parents at each other's throat Mm -hmm. and always fighting and being in that toxic environment. So we are trying our best not to create that environment for them and have it be pretty civil. But you know, Wonderful. be able to live our happy lives because life is short. Is I mean, it's such a, a cliche, but it's true. Life is life is short, and it should be as happy as it can be.
1: Right, absolutely. And and I just saw um, th- there was an article uh, that came out um, in the Bright Side, and it was just it was just published yesterday, as a matter of fact, and. The title of it is Why Being Stuck in a Toxic Marriage is More Painful for a Child Than Divorce. Mm-hmm. And and they list six reasons why a difficult marriage can have a worse outcome for children than divorce. And, you know, when, when you look at it, uh, it's true because, you know, if the parents are not happy – and they're really just sticking it out for the sake of the kids. It's gonna it's gonna show. Right. And, and they're they're going to pick up on it.
2: Right. And you know, I'm not I think I think people should try whatever they can to save the marriage and have it be a happy marriage. I mean, we went to counseling. You know, we tried everything, the, the date nights and and we tried to really reconnect, but it just wasn't working for us, but maybe for some others it would work. So, it's important right. to take the steps and the relationship to try to save it. But if it if it's not savable, then it's time to move on.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. I agree totally with you because I think all too often people miss that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, and they try to stay together for a variety of reasons.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure financially is another one of them because divorce is not easy financially as well
1: that's true yeah and and that's another good point you know yeah. there there are, there are other reasons why you know uh why people stay mm-hmm. and and you know as as you started that transition and and i know you're still kind of although now you are divorced you're mm-hmm. you're working on that transformation of yourself mm-hmm. um what what kind of drew you to come back to journalism and to writing
2: well for a long time people had been telling me i should start a blog i should do this i should do that i was to be honest i was very old school i was very hesitant to go past the print cuz i loved newspaper writing i liked that was my my favorite uh, media type of media and it wasn't until, like I said, this friend that I reconnected with from the Herald who had started her own blog about, I guess it's been about seven years or so. I don't know how many years she's been doing it, but I know she told me it took about five years for her to actually make income with her blog. Um, hmm. It's the fashion poet. She's the fashion poet. She has a huge following and she's very successful. And Annie, her name is Annie Vasquez. And she encouraged me. We met up for lunch. I had, called her, reached out to her, which I think in those, in these kind of instances, it is important to reach out to people. I think a lot of people stop themselves from reaching out because they're afraid they're going to bother somebody else, or maybe they're even ashamed, you know, that they're going through these struggles. So I think right. it's important to reach out to people, whether they're close friends and family or people you haven't seen in a while, they could possibly guide you like she did for me. Um, you know, over lunch, we met for lunch one day and she said, you know, you should start your blog because what you've gone through you're not the first and you're not the last. There's a lot of people with small children going through this and you can kind of have a voice in that. And uh, so you should start your blog. So she walked me through the whole website building process and uh, helped me pick out a name for it and, and everything. So I'd always be grateful to her, but that's how I got back into the writing. Now this kind of writing is very different for me. So I'm still finding my blogging legs, if you will. I am used to writing about other people and about other community events or other happenings, you know, throughout uh, in the community. I'm not used to writing about myself or my experiences. So it's a little different for me. So I'm still finding my voice. But it has been a pretty fun adventure so far. And I plan to keep it up for a while. Um, And I've been able to connect with people uh, on Instagram. People have reached out. And said how they love it. A lot of single moms have reached out and said that they can really relate and that they really like it. Um, so I'm happy. I'm happy. It's even to a few people. You know, the thing is to reach out and to connect, connect with people, and know you're not alone. You know, you're not alone. You're not the, you're not the only one going through this. So right. and, yeah. and I
1: think also in, in helping them, you're also helping yourself.
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that
1: that makes a difference also.
2: Right. It's it's therapeutic. And that's what I told her. I told my friend, I said, even if my site doesn't get to the level that your site did, at least it's therapeutic. And it's going to let me do what I love again, which is right. Um, As far as jobs go, I'm trying to be flexible and looking into public relations. A lot of my colleagues have gone into public relations or looking into other things that are there would be a new adventure, um, a new journey. So we'll see how that goes. Well,
1: what do you think, um, in sharing with, with other moms and particularly those who may be going through what you're going through? And, and, and I think it might even, it might even apply to dads who may be going mm-hmm. through that as well. Yeah. Um, What do you think is is the biggest challenge you have faced in in kind of reestablishing yourself?
2: Honestly, the most scary challenge is getting back into the workforce because I am 40 now, 41. And, you know, I have that on my resume. And that's become almost like I feel like you lose, especially after divorce too, you lose your self-confidence a bit. And since you've been out of the workforce for a while, that's another, like, your confidence is, how am I going to compete with these kids coming out of college? And, you know, all these doubts come into your mind. Um I found there are companies that actually relaunch people specifically for people like me who have been out of the workforce, whether it be divorce or whether it be taking care of a, a, a person, a loved one who's sick um for whatever reason people have been out of the workforce for a while, there are companies that help with that. So that's been for me the biggest struggle is finding where I'm going to where I'm going to end up as far as a career path goes again, you know. Um for me that's been the biggest struggle. Personally. Well, aside from the children, of course, that right. I think all the parents always worry about, am I gonna damage my children during this process? Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Would you ever see yourself returning to mainstream media?
2: I would love to. And I haven't, I mean, I freelanced a couple of articles since late last year. As far as like a full time job, I highly doubt it. Uh, Especially, well, print. Print, you know, is pretty much on the last leg. Everything's going online and everything. So that would be hard. I. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that, if, if my journey is going to take me that way. I mean, that would be great. For somehow I would like to keep writing in my life and um, whether it be this blog, this website or whether it be more freelance blogs I do want to keep journalism in my life.
1: Right. And do you see do you see the blog as a perfect foundation for an autobiography.
2: I have thought about that. Some people have mentioned that about writing a book or doing something. Yes. That's something definitely that I would be interested in doing something. I don't necessarily not a biography, but maybe something that'll take the things that I've learned during this process and see if it could help somebody else, you know, things that have resonated from the blog with people and kind of make a book out of that. Right mhm
1: and, and and you know there there's there's so many lessons that you have learned throughout mm-hmm. this process i don't i don't know if i don't know if you even realize how many how many lessons you've learned because quite frankly i think there's been there's been a lot of lessons here throughout your life mm-hmm. um and and all those things um, you know are are pieces of information and instruction and wisdom that can be imparted to others, you know yeah. uh, whether it be from from your from your personal life or from your professional life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What would you yeah. say is an important thing that you would that you would tell? A young woman, who maybe she's engaged or newly married. What's a piece of of wisdom that you would want to impart on her?
2: Impart on a woman who's about to get married.
1: Yeah, or, or a newly, newly married, newly wed.
2: Or newly married. Yeah. You know, I thankfully I haven't come out of this divorce bitter at all. I I feel like love is. It's possible for, yes, I haven't had the best, um, I guess, relationship role models growing up, but I still believe that you can find somebody who really loves you and compliments you, and it can last, and it can work if both of them, you know, make time. You know what, from a woman's perspective, my my thing would be not to lose herself, and I think that's what happened with me, is during the marriage, uh, I kind of lost myself. I would say, you know, if your work is important to you, if you love your work, keep Keep doing it. Even when you have children, keep that. Because I think I might have done that a little differently looking back. Um, don't lose yourself. You know, Keep the things that you love, whether it be your work or activities, keep doing those things. Keep getting together with your friends. Don't lose that contact. Um, I think that would be the biggest piece of advice I'd give somebody is to keep their sense of self
0: right
1: yeah right, and and, and I think I uh-huh. think that is that is a very important one, because mm-hmm. you know i've I've married a lot of people, uh-huh. uh, Many have come back for from some, for some guidance. Mm-hmm. Some have gotten divorced, and I've worked with them to help them through the separation and and subsequent divorce. And I think one of the biggest challenges that people have had is that they did lose themselves. They lost mm-hmm. their, their separate identity. They didn't continue relationships with, with their friends and, and other people that they were close to. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is here they are going through their own separation and then they feel embarrassed or guilty to even reach out to their friends. Right. When I think that um, if if your friends are your friends, they're going to be your friends regardless of what happens. And they're going to be there. And they're going to be there for you, whether they've heard from you recently or not.
2: Absolutely. You know, I think that's when you uh, realize like, who your friends are really like, when you're yeah. going through a tough time like this is when you realize who's there. Yeah, and
1: absolutely
2: yeah, had it not been for this divorce. I wouldn't have reconnected with my friend from the Herald and we've become very good friends. So, and reaching out to her was one of the best things I could have done. Honestly, uh, not only on a, on a uh, work level, I guess, you know, because of the website, but also on a friend level, because now I have a new friend that I know I can count on and she can count on me. But, yeah, I think you're right. right. I think a lot of people feel a certain shame because they feel like a failure because their marriage didn't work, which is far from the truth. Yeah. I mean, it takes two people to create a marriage, and it's not always going to work. You know what? Sometimes they, relationships run their course, and it's, right. Not, right. it's not. So, really, you've tried, if you've tried your best, that's all you can do, and that's it. There's no need to be. Yeah,
1: yeah, I had someone reach out to me several weeks ago, um, and you know, I hadn't necessarily spoken to the person in a while, but you know, we're we're all connected on social media, and we get to see each other's photos, et cetera, et cetera. And the person called me and and needed some assistance with something. And the first thing that person said was, you know, I feel so bad because. I feel like every time I call you, it's because I need something. I need your help with something. And I said, listen, you know, don't worry about that right now. We're friends, and friends are there for you, you know, through good times and bad times. Right. So now if you really feel guilty about it, then in a few weeks when you don't need something, call me to say hello, you know? But. But, you know, don't don't get caught up right now when you need me. Don't get caught up in feeling bad that you haven't reached out to me. You know, yeah. I said you know, people who are friends don't need to talk every day mm-hmm. to confirm that they're friends. Right. You know, if you're right. friends, you're friends. I mean, at least that's how I see it.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, there's friends that you don't see for months and months or even talk to months and months. But when you see them again, it's like no time has passed.
1: Exactly. You know? so, yeah. Exactly. And, and I have, you know, I'm originally from New York.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: have, I have friends that I could call right now that I haven't spoken to in 15 or 20 years. And they're going to be there for me today, just like they would have been 20 years ago.
2: And that's such a beautiful thing. You really have to be thankful for such a blessing because people like that are hard to come by.
1: Yes. I agree.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I agree and that's why that's why I I appreciate people like that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Let them know that you appreciate them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Always. All the time. Yeah. yeah.
2: Always, always. No, it's it's important. I think a lot of people have more Blessings, And it's hard to look at those blessings when you're going through a tough time, like getting a divorce or being stuck in a crummy job. You know, people forget sometimes to look at those blessings, those people around you uh, or activities that you enjoy. And those are things that also I want to cover in the in the website or on Instagram. It's like it's not when I was looking for who my I guess my public would be or the people who would be reading my friend initially said, you know, moms, moms are the people you should go after. But honestly, it's more than than just children that interests me. It's more travel and other things. And people can find joy in these in in activities, whatever it is, whether it's travel, whether it's drawing, whether it's reading. Um, I think people also need to learn to take time for themselves and do stuff that they enjoy.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and what is what is Vanessa planning now? What's what's part of Vanessa's game plan?
2: Well, right now I'm actually working on an article about being alone the, for the website. That's what I'm working on. Um, I think a lot of people confuse being lonely with being alone. And I'm
1: sorry. Can can you give us the website?
2: Oh, it's www.singlemomstartingover.com.
1: www.singlemomstartingover.com.
2: Right, and I'm on Instagram okay. as well at the same the same handle.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Perfect.
2: Yeah, I have to get better at the Instagram thing. I'm new to the Instagram game. People have been on it forever, and <laughs> I'm very new to it, so I'm I'm trying to post more often but it's it's really new to me, but it's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of people connecting. You meet new people there all the time. I actually met up with a girl the other day who reached out to me on the single mom starting over handle. And, and I made a new friend and she's in public relations and we had a nice chat. She's a single mom. It's really cool. I really like, I really like the Instagram uh, pictures and everything. It's really nice. But no, right now, oh, I'm on, Yeah. I'm working on an article um, that's about, being lonely versus being alone. I think a lot of people think that's interchangeable and it's really not. Um, I've always been one of those people, I don't know about you, but I've always been one of those people who is happy to be alone. Like I need my alone time, whether I have kids, a husband, or a relationship or friends or whatever. I need time to be by myself and just to think about my thoughts and go into the movies by myself. You know, I need that time. And I think some people, the connotation is negative when you're alone. Like people think you're lonely and sad, but it doesn't have to be that way. So that's the next thing I'm going to talk about on the blog is is about that. I think it's important for people to be happy with their own company. company. Yeah,
1: you know, I was I was talking to somebody the other day, and I I don't remember who it was. It was one of my friends, and um. And I, I was stopping somewhere to get something to eat. And they said, Oh, are you just gonna grab takeout? And I said, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down at a table and eat. Mm-hmm. And they and they said, You know, I've never done that. <laughs> and I said, What do you mean you've never done that? They said, I I've never gone to a restaurant by myself And I said, You know, I do it all the time. I mean I'm on the road a lot, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I may have a late ceremony down in South Miami or Key Largo or something. I'm not Mm going to wait until I get home to have dinner. Right. So I'll stop at a restaurant, and and I don't want to eat in the car. I want to sit down at a table, you know? (laughs) Right. And, And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I was trying to explain that, and... And my friend said, you know, I, I'd i love to be able to do that. And I said, well, just do it. Yeah. Like, what are you waiting for?
2: No, I think if people you know, admire that. People admire when somebody likes their own company and they're comfortable being on their own. And for each person, yeah. doing something by themselves, it, like, for instance, a friend of mine, she's like you. Like, she will go to a restaurant and eat by herself. She travels a lot for work, so... She kind of has gotten used to that, you know, so she'll go eat by herself. And that's something that for me has been harder. I think I've done it twice in my life, but it's very awkward for me, but I have no problem going to the movies by myself. However, she has a hard time doing that. I said, but then, right. it's, we're, we're in the dark. There's nobody. You're watching a movie. Like, why is that so hard? But for her, that's more awkward than eating by herself. So I think for everybody it's different, but I think it's important to find what you're comfortable with doing on your own, whether it's shopping or, yeah, eating on your own like you do. Um, And I think a lot of self-esteem and self-confidence comes comes from it too, you know, to be able to be on your own and be okay. And I think that also can make you a better partner when you're okay and you like your own company, you're happy with yourself. Then when you find somebody, you meet somebody, or you're with somebody, I think it, it adds to the relationship as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I I think, you know, if you can each respect that, you know, you have your, your own time, you need your own time. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: Mm -hmm. that sometimes, you know, your spouse needs to go out with their friends alone without you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know that that's okay. Like that doesn't mean that something's wrong in the marriage, or if you're in a dating relationship, that something's wrong in the dating yeah. relationship. You know, I think that uh, in a lot of relationships, and I hear it all the time, whether it's a dating relationship or a marriage, um, they don't feel comfortable going out without their spouse or they don't they don't feel comfortable with their spouse going out without them. Yeah. You know, and and it's you know part of it I think is insecurity. Yes. Not in all cases mm-hmm. but there there's a certain insecurity, there's a certain fear that something like something's wrong. Either that something's wrong or something's gonna happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and and you know, I, I think that uh, people need their own time. They need their own space. They need to be able to go out and spend time with friends, mm-hmm. you know, and and to be without their spouse for for a period, you know, just just because.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I remember there was a time when I was married that I lived with my husband and ex-husband, and he worked from home also, so we were together all the time
1: and we're driving
2: each other crazy. And I had, we had two little ones you know, at home. So that was pretty tough. I think it's important for people to have to find their own time, whether it's by themselves to kind of quiet the mind because, you know, every day gets so hectic with kids and work and everything to kind of quiet the mind or, or to go out and socialize with people who are not in your immediate family because those connections are important as well to keep those, uh, those friends, you know, those friendships and girl time or boy time, whatever it is, it's right. important. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes you a better person, Absolutely. and that in that in that adds to whatever relationship you're in.
1: Right. Right. Mhm. And, and do you think that that at all contributed to to your issues in in your math?
2: No, I don't think so. That for that for that part, actually, he was always very good about having me go with my girls. Or there was no, he was not very, he was not possessive or jealous or anything like that. So that that was not a problem. That really wasn't uh, something that I had to worry about with him. Um, and he could also go and do his own things. That's fine, you know. Like I said, it was just basically we just kind of developed into two different people at the end. And I know people say okay. that sometimes, like, he's not the man I married or she's not the woman I married. It kind of goes along those lines, you know. Um, right. Yeah, but that is what it is. It ran its course, pretty much. And uh, now we're just co-parents to two beautiful kids who are the light of our life. Okay. <laughs> and, and how
1: old are the kids again?
2: One of them is nine, and the little one is four. He just turned four. So he's starting school in August, which is why now I'm starting to look out into the workforce too, because I'll have a little more time to be able to go out and do something for myself. And, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Sure. I'm hoping a new journey, you know, starts there.
1: Right. Right. And, and you have a uh, family here in South Florida.
2: I do. I do. I have, uh, my dad is in Peru, actually, but my mom and my brother live here. My mom actually was just recently, you know, they say when it rains, it pours. my mom was recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so we, she's been kind of like a third child for me. I spent a lot of time with her and with my kids because being around the kids is good for her. Um, so that also takes up a good amount of my time for now. Um, she's actually going to Peru tomorrow with a cousin of mine, so she'll be well taken care of and it will give my brother and I, uh, a little break to be able to do our, you know, to do our own things Cause he's been quite involved as well. Um, but yeah, oh so goodness. going through that, but, uh, yes, they have my family. I'm happy to still have them here and, uh, happy to have them nearby, thankfully.
1: Right. Absolutely
2: yeah and did you
1: ever think that you would be in this position
2: no <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> really thinks you know wherever their life went that their life was going to be where it's at I don't know life is such a journey for everybody I yeah. think so but you just have to find I feel like finding the blessings and things it's the way to keep you more positive, you know, it helps to keep positive to, to find the blessings and even the littlest things. And even if you get divorced now, you know, things can be better. Things will be better, whether it's your peace of mind, not having to deal with somebody who's angry all the time, or whether it's whatever, whatever it is that made you unhappy, you know, is to find find the blessings. Like, you know, with my mom, I still have her here, thankfully. I know one day that's not going to be the case, but I have her here, my kids are able to enjoy her still, so I'm going to live in the moment and and enjoy that. Right. More. And that, yes.
1: that's a that's a good thing to do. <laughs> live yeah. in the moment.
2: Yeah, I we have to. I'm trying not to think too far into the future um uh, to see what's going to happen. I as you know, mainly the thing is peace of mind. Peace of mind that's that's priceless. It's yeah. Priceless, so. Yeah. Yes, and I'm enjoying this new journey.
1: Yeah, and and do you ever do you ever doubt that that it was a good move to uh, to divorce and and kind of go your separate ways?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> no, okay, I'm very good. yeah, I'm very confident in the fact that that was the best choice. And even though it's been such a, I mean, it's been fairly recently, so many things have happened that otherwise would not have happened had i not divorced uh positive in so i am thankful that i made that choice to like part ways it's right. we just weren't good each other yeah good for each other anymore um, so no i don't i don't regret ever
0: good, good.
2: yeah <laughs> i might be <laughs> i know people may not agree with me i'm sure a lot of people are and everybody has their own situation. But in my situation, it was for the best.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I, I think in, in a lot of cases, um, you know, people may, may be under peer pressure, if you will, mm-hmm. to, uh, to stay in a marriage. Um, yeah. In other cases, it, it may be uh, for religious reasons. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes they may, cons- you know, depending on the religion, they may consult a spiritual leader or clergy, who may, who may tell them they need to stay in that situation.
2: Yeah, that or even cultural. You know, I come from a Latin family, yeah. and that's very looked down upon. You know, but I'm yeah. sure that stems in religion as well, of course. So it is. It's tough. I mean, for myriad of 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 reasons it's a tough decision for people to make yeah. that move but you don't want to look go down 10 years 15 years like I see my mom she always regrets that she shouldn't do it earlier I mean she waited 25 years of marriage to get divorced wow. and she could have lived another life and that's not what I wanted for me and that's what people should not want for themselves they should have they deserve to have somebody who loves them and treats them right and to be happy you know, right. um, and you're not, people don't do their kids any favor by staying in a marriage that's unhappy because kids know, kids are so perceptive and they know what's sure. going oh, on. Yeah. yeah
0: Absolutely.
2: They know what's going on. So it's important. It's important to take, I mean, they're not easy situ. They're not easy decisions, of course, but I think the payoff, the peace of mind is priceless and important. Yeah. yeah. So no, yeah, I never, I never regret. It. I see my mom and I wish I wish you would have taken other steps for her life to be happier, but you know, it is what it is.
1: Right. And what, what's it like? Um, Cause then I, I know you mentioned the cultural thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but also 10 years of marriage is very different than two years of marriage. 10 right. years of marriage, usually your spouse is well integrated with your family. Right. So, so It's kind of like when when you're faced with that decision, and this is what I've heard from others, when you're faced with that decision, you also are taking into account the fact that, you know, people in your family are going to be, some may be devastated, some may be happy, but some Mm -hmm. may be devastated because of the relationship they have with your spouse. Does that make sense?
2: More, yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't think that was the situation in my case. I think more so people were upset about it because of the kids and how it's going to affect the children, you know? Right. Well, particularly my, my mom, she was pretty, she was sad for the children. She said, you know, and I think most grandparents can relate to that when it comes to the kids. You don't want to see your grandkids uh, suffer. Um so I think right. that was a real concern for everybody with them. You know, at the end of the day, him and I are grown ups, We can take care of ourselves and we'll be okay. But um, you don't wanna, you want you to feel like you're doing some irreparable harm to your child. So that's the thing that we've had to navigate that's, you know, in their best interest, just figure things out in their best interest. Okay. Yeah. And,
1: and what can we look for on the horizon with Vanessa.
2: With <laughs> well, more writing for sure I will be okay. I'm working on my next piece now, and uh possibly a book would be would be something good. I'm gonna keep the the website writing going and then see if that turns into into something more that would be great. Um, yeah, I'm excited
1: okay. And and yeah. in your blog you are gonna mention coming on this show, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: yeah. Absolutely. I have to post this. Uh I have to post this. I like this interview. It was really it's like talking to a friend. You know, I love talking to people. And I love chatting. So this was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah and
1: um Thank you. any anything else that that you wanna share that I haven't asked you about. I, I I know I've asked you a lot of questions kind of like uh I don't know it's probably easier to get into the white house than uh than to come on this show I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, i was so happy that that you reached out. This is this is really exciting and fun. Now I'm just hoping to, you know, help connect with people and just have in my own little add my own little grain of salt and, you know, help anyone who feels alone in their in this new journey, whatever's happening in their life, whether it's, like we said, divorce or, or jobs or whatever, um, you know, it's called single mom starting over. But it could really be for anybody. It could be for men, dads, anybody, because everybody is, we all have that in common. You know, we're all evolving and we all have transitions. Right. So, yeah, just my own little grain of salt. Hopefully, I'm able to reach a bigger audience and bigger uh, more more people who may feel like this may help them
1: right right,
2: yeah, well, that's wonderful
1: and yeah. and I really wanna i want to thank you for for sharing that sharing sharing your life with us. I know um, as someone who was a journalist in media for eleven years mm-hmm. that uh, your stories were always about. Someone or something else other than you.
2: Yes. Yes. So, uh, this, is very this is all very the blogging world is very new, but I didn't know there's a big blogging community. There is a very tight knit blogging community. Uh, right. And it's been there fun. Is. Yeah, there is. There is, and it's, there's all kinds of topics that people are covering, and so there's something for everyone, which is great.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Is this the, the first? public interview that you've done?
2: It is. It is. I'm usually on the other side. I'm the one interviewing people. <laughs> That's oh, okay. okay. So this is new for me. Yeah, I enjoyed okay. it. <laughs>
1: hopefully, hopefully it wasn't too painful.
2: No, not not at all. Like I said it was chatting with like an old friend, so very comfortable. Oh great. Yeah. Great. Yeah.
1: Um, well I, I again I wanna I wanna thank you for, for coming on. Um, for Thank the you. listeners, um, you definitely want to connect with Vanessa on Instagram at starting single mom starting over, mm-hmm. and visit her website at www.singlemomsstartingover.com
2: mm-hmm.
1: and feel connect free, with her. Feel follow.
2: Feel free to reach out. Anybody who has something they want to talk about or something, feel free to DM me i'm pretty good at getting back at pe getting back to people so
1: yes you are you're you're very responsive i will yeah. say that for sure
2: i am very responsive
1: <laughs> okay for sure i do appreciate that yeah there, i don't think there was ever ever a delay with uh with getting a message to you or from you no so. yeah i'm
2: pretty i'm pretty good at that and i'm pretty good at being on time and not very Miami like. In Miami where people are known to be late all the time, but uh I'm pretty yes. good at that. Yeah. Yes they <laughs> are. <laughs>
1: They're on Caribbean time or Cuban time, you know. Right. Um right. we hear that all the time. So Yeah. For sure. And and you know, Vanessa, there's um uh I want you to take a look at Danielle Morgan, uh who's okay. who's a singer from the UK, Danielle Morgan? music.com you can you can go to her website um and and go on YouTube and um and watch her video for a song No Trace of You which essentially is about the old person and there being no trace of the old person cuz there's a new person.
2: Okay. I will look that up.
1: I, I I don't even know if I explained that right, but. Um, no,
2: I hear you. I hear you about
1: yeah. that. Yeah. But what what, what I'm going to do is we're going to close out the show with the song, and um and then you can, you can find the video later on on YouTube. Sounds good. So, so uh, thank you once again, uh, for coming thank on the show. I Really appreciate it. Thanks and, for having uh, you. yes, absolutely. And, uh, and for the listeners, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to listen to a previous show, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Michael Calderon show. And, uh, you can also, you know, if you have an idea for a show or you have a particular question, um, you can you can certainly send us a message, um, you know, through the show page, and and we'll certainly try to uh, to respond as soon as possible. Um, we have heard from Nicolette Jennings. Um, she may be coming on the show next week. Uh, Nicolette Jennings is Miss Florida USA 2019, um, uh-huh. so uh, she she will be coming on the show. And um, uh, we're we're certainly looking looking forward to that. Um, and if you have if you have an idea for another guest, uh, definitely definitely let us know. So we're gonna we're gonna close out with Danielle Morgan and no trace of you.